Oh, is it recording? Yes, it is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the inaugural episode of the More You Nerd podcast. My name is Michael Bassinger, and with me is Mr. Drew Burris. Say hello, Drew. Hey, guys. How are you? Well, I'm sure they're doing great. We'll assume that. How about that? <laughs> Assuming there's anybody out there actually listening to us, I'm sure they're yeah, doing fine. In due time, my friend, in due time. <laughs> so first, I'd like to uh, start off the uh, the podcast by saying uh, kind of what we're about. And basically, in a nutshell, The More You Nerd is uh, our new pet project on expanding our nerd horizons, me and Drew being ours, through a series of challenges that we issue each other and that hopefully in the future, listeners will be challenging us. Ten years later. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The More You Nerd, the only podcast dedicated to expanding your nerd horizons by, well, not really doing challenges anymore, although I uh, I keep slipping into that uh, old habit. Uh, but by- I also wouldn't say we're the only podcast doing anything anymore, because in 10 years t- the past, um, the podcast landscape has exponentially boomed. It has. It has so much so that in preparation for this episode, I realized that we interviewed somebody on our show that I have heard on another show a half a dozen times and forgot that we had interviewed her. It was pretty crazy. Gang, this is the 10th anniversary. Ten years ago today at the time of this recording, I set out with with our buddy Mike to create a show about just experiencing everything that we possibly could nerdy, but with, from a positive standpoint, because there was so much negative information on the internet, so much negative discourse about stuff. And along the way, we added a couple other friends like our buddy, Patrick uh, from cosmic crit and our, and of course, miles, you joined in, in that process too. And we really had something special and we have kept it going all of these years later. So, Miles, I just want to thank you before we get started tonight for being with me along this ride. But I have it's to. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> it's been so much time since the person that we have coming on the show, because we've got some special ghosts tonight. Yes, Mike, I did it. Say hello. Hello, everybody. It's me. Um, for for those of you, you know what? First and foremost, let me say it's great to be here in 2014. I have my <laughs> my whole life ahead of me. Nothing could possibly go wrong. Uh, I'm so excited to see what the future holds for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's 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 uh, I w- I guess good to be back. Uh, but it's also been a very long time since I've been, I've sat in this chair on this broken microphone now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we have tried over the years, many, many times to, to get Mike back on the show. And it took, you know, us just 
lasting to 10 years to do it <laughs> well and and, and and mike has been joining us on streams with uh our final fantasy 7 streams with our buddy tyler from the cosmic crit podcast as 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 all of that happened before uh his life changed and he could never stream again uh or, or whatever but uh, you know what you know what what are the beatles without all four beatles uh or or the fifth beetle the pete best of the more you nerd Patrick, welcome back. I'll take it. <laughs> hey, I, I think Pete Best is, uh, has outlived a couple of those other guys, so I'll, I'll take him <laughs> any day of the week. He's doing okay. He's not, uh, he's not dying from pain. Um, yeah, hey, it's been, it's been quite a while since I've been here. Uh, I was actually going back and listening in like 2000. 18 or whenever uh I, I was last on the show and yeah um you know missing it missing chatting about nerdy stuff with you guys but then i realized literally every time we get on a zoom call or game chat like that's just <laughs> that's just what we do anyway <laughs> and we talk in discord um all day long <laughs> yeah pretty yeah, much so, pretty that's, much that's, that's one thing is I, and i know there, there are some longtime listeners who who just may not know and we drew and i have, have reiterated this number of times that we talk to you guys every day you know we still play destiny together we still annoy the crap out of each other on a daily basis uh but i will i will say i have absolutely missed having a full room like i love doing the show with drew it's been a blast but having all four of us together again in the same spot yeah. for this is is really a treat. Yeah, I don't know when that last episode was that had all four of us. I don't know if you it was, it was going it was back great. to look at it today. It, it, was, it must yeah. have been a while ago. It was October, October something, uh, 2014. And it was the yeah, we were we had just watched The Ring. Which, which you guys criticized me for watching in the middle of the day with the sunshine outside. I forgot that aspect of it, but I that that stance that so, sounds like a dream move, and also something that we uh, are are rightful in making fun of you for. You know, yes. it's fine. I'm a big uh, crybaby baby boy, and uh, <laughs> I don't like scares. I don't like the scaredy times, and that is still true, still true. Uh, so, guys, it's been. Yeah, it's been. This is going to be a thing that happens. Oh, and, good. All of our old bits that never worked are coming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bit we stole from another show. Uh, so 10 years. Let's go back to the very beginning. And I just want to talk, especially to you, Mike, when we first started the show, because I looked back at our first 10 episodes and I think about the things that kind of permeated our show as we went forward. I just want to tell you some of the things that happened in the first 10 episodes of our show. Troll 2 was in yeah, the first 10 episodes of our show. Classic. Ultimate Spider-Man with Peter Parker in the Ja Rule t-shirt was in the first 10 episodes of our show. Sent in by me. <laughs> oh, that was that was a comic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Big Bad Beetleborgs. Three Classic. typical average kids inside a haunted mansion who just by chance freed a ghost. And now they're Beetleborgs. First 10 episodes. And that was, I think, the sh- most shocking thing about going back through all of this, these 
400 episodes or however many we we because we stopped doing episode numbers when miles and i brought the show back and i know we were above 300 when that happened i don't know if we've hit 400 or not yet i don't care to count but it was already above 400 anyway because we had the official number then we had special editions then we had all this other stuff that we did so i don't know it's been it's been 10 years We've, we've podcasted a lot. Yes. And I feel like, Drew, you probably could have said, you know what was in the first 10 years and you could have made stuff up. And I probably <laughs> been like, wow, you're right. That was a long time ago. <laughs> no, I, I remember need, these things. I needed you to have the psychic flashback to the ghost flabber and his dumb Jay Leno chin. Dude, and I remember of, flabber. I still have the... I don't remember. It, it might have been you, Drew, that got it for me. The gold Beetleborg. Yeah. It was. It was, in fact. I, I have him. He's... <laughs> He's in, I know exactly where it is. I just moved this weekend. So it's in a, a box in my closet. It's not one of the first uh, things you took out when you moved in. No, it, it actually wasn't. But <laughs> you took out but, the, you took out the art that's hanging on the wall behind you, which is literally in the exact same spot around your head that it has been in the last several times that I've video no, chatted. Because it, at my last place, it was on a wall that, that you wouldn't have been able to see. Uh, maybe maybe I video chatted with you since you moved once, but anyway. Uh, but yeah, so but I have uh, taken. I've I've named him Chauncey, so it's hard for me to not describe like talk, refer to him as Chauncey. I have taken <laughs> Chauncey with me many places and taken a lot of photos with him. Um, he went. I mean, he went to Japan with me. I when, remember, or, or, yeah. or back to Japan. We should. We might. He didn't go. Oh, I don't. Maybe did he come from Japan? He in probably the first did place? not come from Japan in yeah. the first place. <laughs> yeah. So, but as we went on in in the years, uh, Mike and I decided we needed some new some new blood, some new fresh energy in, and we decided to add something <laughs> we called some reason. we called third nerds. We we're going to have a, a third rotating guest spot, and and I'll be honest, guys, I don't remember whether it was Miles first or Patrick first in that respect. Um, I technically I think was on first, and then yeah, I, I wasn't on every episode, and then Miles went on because we weren't on like each other's first episode yeah my first episode was donnie darko oh wow and and then of course as it happened the guys just both joined the show full time (laughs) uh, yeah i i feel like um maybe it wasn't the next week but then it was started to be like every week and then it was just we were part of the show (laughs) Like it was like a a natural occurrence. I mean, I had a great time the first time I came on. Um, and I mean, I, I knew Drew and Patrick from college, and I hadn't met Mike. But I mean, there, I, I I will say that I think the four of us had in 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 our, our personal lives and as well as as co-hosts have always had a very specific chemistry that I think you can't really fake and. Like you guys have I mean, over the last decade become, I mean, lifelong best friends. Well, and I that, mean, you and guys are, are monumentally important to me. And that's something that we have. To, I have to clarify because I knew Mike from work. We worked together. Mm-hmm. Patrick and I went to college together. We were roommates for a period of time. Miles went to college with us and we were aware of him, but we didn't know Miles. Yeah, before I was doing better this. friends with your, your wife, your future wife. No, she was my wife at the time. Well, I guess no, she wasn't my <laughs> wife when we were in college. But yeah, I right. get it now. Time, man, I, I <laughs> time is weird. But now you've become one of my best friends because of doing this, and couldn't imagine a world without you, buddy. Yeah, I imagine I mean, it. 
I, I liken it uh, or, or attribute it more to probably all the destiny raids and all it's, you know, soldiers in a foxhole going through <laughs> the traumatic experience together of getting yelled at by Patrick. <laughs> and and now that vault of glass is back, it's like that all over again. <laughs> 2014 all over again. So I asked you guys to, to kind of think about some of the things that we went through as a, as a crew here. Do you guys have a favorite challenge or favorite challenges that we went through uh, during during our times? Oh, I messed this question up pretty bad because I think I was thinking of just like favorite episodes. Uh, that counts too, more man. than anything else. Yeah, they're not really challenges. They were our, uh, whenever we had guests on. Um, it was always a fun time for me. Um, to to pick other nerds brains because from a lot of those episodes i think we made you know internet friends with with folks but we got to i mean i found out nerd things i'd never heard of before and uh, a few examples but uh we had alex DeCampi, um uh, an author on comic book uh author many times and she uh <laughs> i forget the name of the movie but the japanese survive movie. style five plus survive oh my god style that five movie plus. is so wacky but yeah we've we've had you know from anthony bresnikan to jim butcher um we got to meet a gaming icon in monty cook um our comic book friends well, kelly so thompson I, I, Jimmy remember, so I, have to, I have to say monty cook because you were so excited to to interview monty cook but you got yeah. sick the first time he came on the show mm-hmm. oh oh yeah and I you forgot could, about that. And you i had, was like deathly ill <laughs> you're deathly ill and you didn't get to meet him so we were able to convince him to come back a second time um absolutely though i think best guest and the actual pete best of the podcast uh you know who i'm gonna say though right <laughs> miles mm-hmm uh jason anarchy jason oh, anarchy oh, yeah. and the no retreat no surrender show saga. Like five times five or six times and yeah oh, no, he's been us... on more because he's been on for his games and then he's done yes five no retreat no surrenders with us yeah and he he turned us on to um those movies and you know other games and uh but yeah whenever we have guests on and they reveal how they are much nerdier than us in, in certain <laughs> respects. Those were always a lot of fun. Well, I have to, and you mentioned Jimmy Palmiotti. I have to talk about this because Jimmy Palmiotti, yeah. one of the best interviews we ever had, because that dude will <laughs> give you his time. He spent so much time talking about it. And and of course, his wife, Amanda Connor, who's also a, a amazing comic artist uh, to his comic writing. She just happened to come home and brought him dinner when she came home and just jumped on the call with us and continued the episode. Yeah. While they were having the, dinner. It was one of the wildest things that, that I ever remember I happening. Cause it was such a weird treat to have like this. I mean, not only were we talking to a, a, a legendary uh, writer and producer of comics, but then having another like legendary artist join the call was, was pretty incredible. I, I think one of my favorite challenges for 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 me personally, and I think what set us on the path that Drew and I continue to this day was when we did uh, Nick Vember, uh, specifically the the challenge where we went through the entirety of Pete and Pete. It, yeah, it was a sea change, and you'll notice we didn't. The show kind of took a little break after that. The big year long gap that literally lasted from March to March, March twenty nineteen to March twenty twenty. 
which is funny that we launched it right before what would then be a, oh, a, a pandemic. The pandemic. Which is a whole other weird, weird circumstance that didn't really impact the podcast at all, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> impacted that. Uh, just doing, finally doing deep dives on stuff was, was a huge, huge thing. Yeah. My something a favorite. We talk well, about so I, to answer, to kind of go with what I, I do have some favorite things, but to kind of go with what Patrick said about like favorite episodes rather than favorite, like actual topics. Um, I drew, I remember early on, we were going to try and do a like riff track style thing for the Phantom Menace. <laughs> Phantom Menace. Yes. And I, I don't know if it was the same day that you got wasted at my house (laughs) (laughs) and i had to i had to have my sister help me drive you home yeah that's the thing that happened i remember hearing this story yeah Uh, but i i remember like that was such a a, a, i remember how we were planning on doing it but it was but a good story came from that episode (laughs) even if we didn't have the audio that we intended to have one of my proudest moments i will say but uh um, I remember, you, you know, I wasn't on for a lot of the guests that you guys had on after I left, yeah. but I remember always having a good time with, um, uh, I think they're the most popular girls on the internet. Is that yes, what they were? They, that yeah. was, that was, was them. They ha- I think they've stopped podcasting in the, in the interview. I think they years. stopped a while ago. And then I we did, too. I'm trying to remember the dude's name that we did interview while I was still on the show that uh, he had like. He did I'm with Busey and he did uh um uh the uh the the the, the I think it was called Code Monkeys. Code Monkeys, yes. Yeah. That was him. And and I remember that being like a really kind of like I like I tried to prepare for it as much as I could, but it was still like a really awkward like situation. And he had like a publicist who was like cutting off his time at some point, but like <laughs> Adam I mean, De La Pena is the guy who Adam did that. De La Pena. I kept thinking it was Alex De La Pena, but um Adam De La Pena. Yeah. I mean, he, I remember him being a nice enough dude, but I also remember like him being like, all right, my, my publicist is like, I got to go now. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> chill, bro. Um, but uh but as as far as like actual favorite things that we've done, when when you asked me to kind of oh another thing I wanted to bring up, uh, I was when I was getting stuff in and out of boxes during my move, I came across a comic book. I was like, what the hell is this comic book? I have no idea what this is. Was it Mortifera? It was Mortifera, <laughs> and and I, I and I had no idea what it was until I was looking through our old episode list, and I was like, episode number fifty three. Yes, I was like Mortifera, um, and I don't remember anything about it at this point. But I will say, like, as far as like challenges that we've done, I really was trying to think of like what are the ones that have stuck with me, like as far as like a memory, not necessarily something that I have continued with. Um, and one of them that keeps jumping out at me is how much I liked Big Man Japan. Mm-hmm. That was a great one. Oh yeah, man, it's a good movie. Um, and you know, like I specifically remembered going into that movie not really knowing what to expect and then finding out that it was like this kind of like really like almost i don't know what the word is for but it was it was a story about like this guy that was just like over it right yeah it was a sullen it was a sullen character piece about a guy who was who was stuck in a family line of work it's just the family line of work was being a kaiju fighting (laughs) superhero yeah and I just remember really, really walking away from that one being like, this is 
I mean, that was early on, but that was also at that point, one of the things that we had done that I was like, this was, I I really enjoyed this specific one. And and I never would have come across that on my own. I needed someone to prompt me to, to get into it. And that's, that's a lot of the challenges that I remember distinctly about just making, you know, people getting us to, to do stuff that we, that was out of our comfort zone or out like so many, a lot of young adult books we read. Maximum Ride. <laughs> Maximum Ride with the, the or the three months it took us to read the Lies of Locke Lamora. Well, that's a whole different thing. We'll get into that. <laughs> I thought you were going to bring up the Lies of Locke Lamora. Uh, I, I just uh, also also I I did like that book. That was, was another one I was book. thinking we about. We all loved yeah. that book. ever to read it. We all loved that book. I will tell you, the Lies of Locke Lamora. We'll just get into this right now. We introduced that challenge. August 22nd of 2013. It was at the end of the episode where I think we had watched, uh, we had watched uh, Macross plus for my birthday <laughs> and we finally completed it and got the challenge out to the world. All four of us had finished the book October 11th of 2013. So was that my fault? Was that a me thing? No, I it, it was all of us. It was oh, all yes. of us. It was a long book and we just, it just took forever. And it wasn't that it was bad. It was just long and it was yeah. dense. And we were mu- wanted to make sure that we all read it. Well, I think we um, one of the things we were going to talk about was most complicated challenges. And and just book clubs are hard to yeah. organize yeah. in general because, you know, you have to have the desire to get through the book within a certain and, amount of time. And the time, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, Drew I and I that, have not done a book challenge since we have started back up. We've no, done we comics haven't. and that's it. <laughs> yeah, but but that's partly because it just takes so long. And I remember the very first book challenge that we did was uh Nightwatch. Nightwatch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't finish that book. <laughs> I, read, like, I the, think I did. It was a it was like a Eastern European vampire thing, right? Uh it was it wasn't like vampires necessarily, but it was Russian and it was like there's a movie based on it, but it's like a Russian like group that watches yeah metaphysical stuff yeah their their version of you know buffy kind of i you know it's funny that you bring up the liza lock lamora though because it was something that i did really like and it is a book that i still recommend to people today it's a good book i keep looking for a a tv show on a streaming service about it because I think we even saw that the rights had been sold at some point, but I can't find any, uh, any. Yeah. I, I, th- I think, I think that's right. Uh, one challenge that I remember putting me on a, a long, long storied path that all three of you guys hated was Homestuck. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so that, that was my pick for the most complicated challenge that we ever attempted because I mean, you could have even done a deep dive month into it and still not like really scratched the surface i I watched like a three hour youtube video about like the history of of homestuck a couple weeks ago still don't feel like i know i i went on to to follow the show until or the comic webcomic until it ended which was like three or four years later but i it's not it's not something to consume in a in a a weekly fashion like for what we did we did we did the act first acts and it's it's a commitment and it's 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 very very difficult to to well, get into but once you yeah. break into it it's so compelling I, I will say we got a lot of uh, fan challenges for people sharing their favorite webcomic and usually it's a webcomic that's been around for like 
many, many years. And sometimes those are hard to like go back and yeah. like read through from the beginning. Uh, Homestuck is a little more so difficult because it also involves like interaction, metatextual interactions and the fandom itself. And it's just like, we, we can't do that in a week. And I, <laughs> yeah. you know, I remember when we try, I, I remember I have going with them on a hardcover. I remember going to, uh, yeah, the hardcovers are pretty nice. Either anime weekend, Atlanta or Momocon or something. Uh, not long after we did that. And I saw this just wealth of people cosplaying with the multicolored horns the tr- the and, and all of that stuff. And it's like, wow, this is, this is bigger than I thought it was. I have, I remember uh, so a Dave little, Strider figure right here. <laughs> I remember so little about it that like, I couldn't even tell you I, I've erased so much of this stuff from my memory in favor of other stuff. But <laughs> like, I, I couldn't tell you one thing about it, except that I feel like it was very, was the humor like super like random hot topic kid humor. Is that some of it, some of it. Yeah, yeah okay. pretty much early on. Like uh, you, you might be but, thinking of Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, though. Well, oh, so no, that, I know. No, I know Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. It was also is based on a whole genre of games that we didn't really get into, you know, the history of, which is like the Sierra point and click adventure games. They use things called moon logic and kind of jokes around with yeah. that idea of, you know, you need like moon dust for like a, a recipe or something in like one of the games and you can like click on the moon and, and it like dust will fall on the ground. And it's like, it doesn't make any sense logically, but right. yeah. <laughs> so, so I, as we move out of, of favorite challenges, I do have to say that there are a few things that I forgot that I get introduced to through this show. And one of them for me was a comic called I killed Adolf Hitler. And it was, oh, by a, Jason? Com- by, it was a comic by a, an artist and writer, Jason. And yeah. this was when I was, because I also forgot I wasn't reading comics on a regular basis when we started doing the show. And now I'm an avid comic buyer, not necessarily a comic reader, but I'm certainly spending the money on the dumb things. But, uh, <laughs> but, but these, these, these books, uh, cause I went through this and I just fell in love with the just random art and, and particular feel of these. And I went and I looked for so many other things that he, that he put out like werewolves of Montpelier and pocket full of rain and, and all of these, uh, I think I read low moon. I'm looking at a bunch of, of his stuff right now. And is it, that the one with the, the mouse dude with the, the eye patch? Is that what that, uh, it wouldn't, it was, it, it's like, a. obviously not, but <laughs> it, it's, it's all anthropomorphic animals doing stuff. Yeah. But uh, I can't remember a mouse dude with an eye patch, but it's been a long time since I've read that particular one. Uh, but I'm going to go back and read it because I want to. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't know what I'm thinking of, but I remember that character. I'm looking at it right now. Like a dog dude. OK. And uh, just that whole whole thing. And and I just I fell in love with with that, with Jason's whole art style and feel that I went through a huge, huge uh uh, uh, just run on on the stuff, and now that I'm seeing it, that a bunch of them are available on Comicsology Unlimited, I'm gonna go on another one. <laughs> yeah, th- this show was responsible for me spending a lot of money, um, whether it be having guests on who had a Kickstarter, and I was almost guaranteed to kick it by the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, or just coming across stuff that we covered, like like, like uh, Orphan Black and and stuff like that that I had never watched prior to being challenged to 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 watch the show and i mean 
there's so many things that like I would not have made the time for that I've be- that have become some of my favorite pieces of media if I hadn't done it for this show. Did, did you guys have a challenge that surprised you with how much it impacted you or or how much you you enjoyed it mm. that you didn't think that you were going to? That's a good question. You know, when I think of the the challenges that you know, when you when you asked us to think about like some of these challenges and one of the questions that you had was what's a challenge you wish we had done? Um one of those things I thought of was, I really wish that there was, had been something that had really stuck with me. Like I, there was a lot of things that I liked when we did them. Uh, but there was, there's nothing really that I have carried forward with me to today that I still engage with. Right. Um, I tried with Star Trek. I tried I tried. Well, you, and you, you know, Star Trek was a was I had been exposed to before you, right? <laughs> I think I think Doctor Who is like the the most I think one of our challenge ever really stuck its claws into me. No, and you, you mean the British James Bond? Is it a British James? Is that what I called it? <laughs> yes, you called it the British James Bond. British sci-fi James Bond. Um <laughs> <laughs> which is Jesus British James Bond. Uh, Mike. Well, everybody knows, hold on. Everybody knows that 007 is a code name and he's an American playing a Brit. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I, I really got into, into like watching Dr. Who, but then I fell off, you know, during the Matt Smith years. So like, I only got like a handful of seasons with that and like nothing has really stuck with me i was surprised that i did like doctor who as much as i did especially like when you take into account like the beginning with the what were they called the what are like the uh, weird the mannequin beings the uh the the like the weird farting ones oh yeah the the slovenes yeah it was just so campy and silly and like when i was watching it it was it was one of those things where I was like, this is so stupid. But then like, I ended up like really buying into it to a certain extent. So as far as ones that surprised me, uh, one is an anime that we did that I think we all kind of walked away. Uh, Mike, I don't know if you'd watch this one on um, at all, but uh, ReZero. Mm-mm. We, we, we entered that one because uh, I think someone challenged to, to, to watch it. And for the first couple of episodes, you kind of think you have the anime pet. And around the, the turn of the six is where the whole thing turns completely. So much so that we all agreed to just watch the rest of the season. Is oh, this yeah. the one where the kid goes to the animal, like high fantasy kingdom no. kind of place? I mean, it is a high fantasy kingdom place that he goes to. There's not really... Animals. There's like well, anthropomorphic stuff. There's uh, cat people. There's a cat person. Yeah. There's okay. a cat person who, well, made me realize I'm not a 100% straight boy <laughs> because <laughs> they sexy as hell. <laughs> cat dude, sexy as hell. Um, that that show that show is great. I still haven't uh, consumed season two, so I can't. I keep reading season two is out. It, yeah, yeah. It's the yeah. one that starts in modern day, and he gets like transported to this mm-hmm. yes okay i think so we, I tr- we, we tried to get you to watch it you tried to get me to watch it separately and i think because i wasn't being forced to do it i didn't even make it through the first episode because like miles said i figured i had it pegged yeah and, and, and but it and, sounds and like Mike, patrick you've, was you've the always, one that was wanting to get pegged 
they're definitely y'all gonna make me M rate this episode. Come on now. <laughs> hey, you brought yeah. me back. <laughs> that's, that's true. And and Mike, I know you you um if you're not being challenged to do it, if you if a, if a show doesn't hold your interest by episode one, you're kind of out. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and that's the sad part that the that a lot of the show that this doing 10 years of the show has kind of taught me is that watching content and absorbing content, especially today, when there is so much content, it takes work. It's not an easy thing. And I know that sounds so dumb to say out loud, but it's like time is precious. And if you want to spend it on doing this thing that you're not sure about or this Mm -hmm. very sure thing, most of us are going to go towards the very sure thing because why would we not? Right. Well, and, and that brings me to my second, like biggest surprise because I had never partaken in the subculture and I, I kind of always felt like I'm. It was another one that I thought I had pegged, and I, I figured I might like it enough, but I would think it'd be kind of uh, cheesy. And that was when we did the the deep dive into the complete history of Twin Peaks. Oh mm. yes, and I that, that one I, stuck with me. I get why that show has the cult following it has. I get everything except except for Twin Peaks itself. Um, and I feel like a part of the cult following watching as much oh, as we 100%. did as close as we did. And we were, I was this close to suggesting like a year deep dive just for the show going through like everything twin peaks, but we did do the movie, right? Yeah, yes, we, we, we did, did season one, the movie with the missing pieces season two and the return. Boy, howdy. That's crazy. Wrapped in plastic. <laughs> Um, and, there, and there's fish I, in I was, the percolator. I, I I almost wore that shirt today. <laughs> oh yeah, you've got the AFI yeah. shirt. Uh, I got to say a challenge that I that has stuck with me in a way that I did not expect because when we started that challenge, I was opposed to it. Mm. Um, Doki Doki Literature Club. Mm. Oh, I, have, I was all in. I have I never had such a 180 on a challenge. Dude. Doki Literature Club is so lit. It's, it's so, so lit. And, and so you sit. So it's a it's a a a, a uh, dating sim a dating Dating's sim up. style game, and you play through this game, and you are just sitting there, and you're clicking, and it's like, oh, so there's this girl and this girl and this girl. You're not just clicking. You're writing poems to your wife. You're you're doing all this stuff, on. and it's like, oh my gosh, and then the turn happens. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to spoil it because this is a free game that everyone should go out and play. But yeah. the turn happens and you play through it a second time. And it's just, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm into this now. But it's a turn that old that and I, I said it on the episode when we recorded, and I'll say it again. It had to earn that turn. Yeah. You, you don't just do that after the first 15 minutes. You've got to spend the entire time going through that for any of that to pay off and it definitely definitely did for me and yeah then- i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna second that because i i really really uh enjoyed that my experience with that game and i am going to like i like, i don't care about spoilers at this point because i mean either turn this off and go play the game or don't but <laughs> i will say that i love things that break the fourth wall yes uh, and so when you actually have to go into like the file structure yes. of the, of the folder of that game and remove 
like the the Monica bad the, yeah oh my god that it's like that brilliant. kind of stuff I eat up it's yeah. brilliant it's 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 it's, it's something a, it's a, that's it's so game. it's such a fantastic fourth wall break that it's just a wild wild thing and I and I I never thought I would I would care as much about that game as I do uh, now and uh, it reminds me of of like to an extent like Frog Fractions. One of those yeah. games that like starts off and you're like, oh, this is a simple little game. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> just the craziest stuff is happening. So so we've, we've talked a lot about our favorite challenges and things that have stuck with us. And we talked a little bit about Lies of Lockamore, but Lies of Lockamore is an easy <laughs> one because we all loved that book. And I kind of want to reread that book because it's been... Yeah, I've got the sequels. I still haven't really dove into them. I, I mm-hmm. bought the second book. I definitely did. Uh, and I, I read the first couple of like chapters. Red Tides? Or... Red, it's Red Something. Yeah. Don't remember. Red Sails. And, and I don't want to call anything out specifically because a lot of our challenges were sent in by people who cared about this stuff. Boy, howdy. I will call them out. Uh, and, and so I, I don't want to call out people. I just want to say that there are times when things were complicated for us and challenges and i'm just going to go ahead and throw one out there i did not connect with or really enjoy at all johnny the homicidal maniac (laughs) no yeah that's one of those ones where it is you have to be a part of a specific subculture and and at a specific point in your life for it to and really a specific point in time now um, I, I think that its legacy has lived on for the kinds of kids that would would enjoy it because you can still go to a hot topic and you can still get t-shirts and comics and stuff. Sure. Yeah. I, I feel like Invader Zim has probably outlasted like oh for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Invader that's... Zim and Johnny the Homicidal Maniac by the same creator. I never yeah. got into Invader Zim either. I just yeah, I like I like Invader Zim. Yeah. Um I I enjoyed it for for what it was and kind of being like the progenitor for that kind of feel of stuff um but uh, I mean it's not like uh, it, it's hard when you're so far past you know a subculture's rise those comics yeah. coming out right. to really get yeah. into it but yeah I liked it I liked it for what it was um I wanted to mention real quick <laughs> one thing uh, I thought it was funny and I keep meaning to, to email him, but we had uh, a friend of mine on the show who introduced us to a lot of people. Cause at the time in 2013, maybe he was working for dark horse comics and that's our buddy, Steve Sunu. Um, but we had him on Love Steve, I think for magic the gathering as well, but also uh, to talk about the 25th anniversary of Pokemon uh anyway well he just started this year working for pokemon company oh yeah that's right uh, oh and we is, also had him on a magic the gathering episode and he started working for wizards of the coast for a little bit yep worked worked for them uh basically just going through all of his so our uh, podcast for childhood. him is a way to will jobs into existence <laughs> is that what, yeah. <laughs> i think so. yeah i don't think that ever went on his uh resume but uh be, <laughs> probably be for funny. the best funny if he did but um yeah i wanted to uh give a shout out to him for one being on the show but also introducing us to people like kelly thompson and stuff down the line but um i enjoyed those kind of like non-challenge episodes where you know no one's going to uh, challenge us to go back and look at the the history of pokemon or or whatever but 
uh, it was nice to do on the anniversary and, and kind of dig into it a little bit and um, and celebrate it, I guess, uh, at that time. Uh, as far as challenge, so there, this one is, is both a favorite and one that didn't connect. It, it serves as both. And it's one that had a legacy that for a very long time lived on in this podcast, for better or for worse. And that was Dragon Ball The Magic Begins. Oh, oh yes uh, we, we, we uh, i had forgotten completely about this i apologize for nothing <laughs> miles made us miles made us watch uh i didn't make us do this no you made us watch uh, surf ninjas and that one was equally as bad for the soundboard oh how dare you how dare you uh, first of all oh, surf ninjas you you were blessed to watch surf ninjas, <laughs> yeah. sir uh dragon ball the, Ma- the magic begins had some, Motocross. Uh, Motocross. Some, some clips that we we probably in 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 hindsight in poor taste uh used a lot on this podcast uh, oh yeah that's what my grandfather calls insane <laughs> in unison is what was really killing me <laughs> we use oh. that far too liberally yeah, <laughs> there's back. a reason it i had a different not- time it was just it was a different time 2014 all right so the word is it was but yeah the hilarity is just like how happy how gleefully they they are the voiceover is in saying it yeah yes like this i mean it was probably you know english's second language people somewhere doing this dub like fans of the movie but the characters on screen are like oh yeah that's it (laughs) oh my god (laughs) I, I, it makes me want to rewatch this yeah. garbage so, movie so because because we have people that don't know what this movie is. It is a unlicensed, unlicensed. I think it's a Taiwanese adaptation of Dra- Dragon Ball. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, Thailand. Yeah, or Thailand, not Taiwanese. Oh, it's, it's, oh, okay, it's it's from Thailand, not Taiwan. Maybe, maybe I Thailand. I, I'm not sure. We we didn't do this research, and uh, we won't in the middle of the episode. But it is a Southeast Asian unofficial remake of dragon ball and it is very weirdly dubbed and uh it's very interesting and funny if you're in the right mood for it yeah yeah i mean oh oh, i i absolutely had a blast don't get me wrong oh for sure um the other one that i want to bring up because i i I briefly blanked on it as as one that had a lasting impact and i think it's largely responsible for me really taking the full dive into what has become known as the indie game scene and because i was i was thinking back and i was like i don't think i really paid too much attention to indie games or what were known as indie games at the time and that was gone home um Mm, january 2014 is when we did gone home and that game kind of Mm -hmm. one the game i think changed my life in a lot of ways but it was such a an, an emotional mind-blowing experience to to have but it also introduced me to a whole world of different kinds of developers and storytellers in the video game medium and i mean is responsible to how i interact with people at pax and yeah. the kinds of things i'm looking for and and this game is is a hundred percent responsible mm-hmm. it definitely i mean that's like uh, when you guys started coming to PAX East and we started going around with the podcast card and talking to folks and, you know. Oh, you mean Krista running around with the, the, the yeah. podcast card. Well, hopefully helping. <laughs> we just set her loose. <laughs> helping some people out that we've we've had on the podcast 
Uh, oh yeah. I was just looking back at it. The um, st- oh god, what was Star-crossed? it called? Star is it the is that yeah. the name of the game? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had them back on. I think in 2017. I just saw we, we had them we had them through. on when we because it was the the PAX East that I went to and we yeah. had interviewed June 9th 2017. We interviewed them then. And then we interviewed them again when their game finally came out and got full release. And uh, yeah, and I think we have them on for something else, too. We may have. I don't remember. I can't remember. But uh, yeah, I've 10 I years love, and I'm old. Sorry. Yeah, I, I love uh, the people at Contigo Games and they wrote a very, very, very sweet blog post about us when they were uh, talking about the one year anniversary of Starcrossed coming out and actually had the picture that that Cheska uh, Krista and I took together on their blog, which is pretty and dope. It was, it was, it, they're they're the sweetest people, and I think Cheska is doing a lot for, I think teaching girls how to code. Uh, mm-hmm. I think she 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 runs or or uh, volunteers at, at uh, some sort of coding camp for for uh, young girls. Uh, it might be called Code Coven or something. Yeah, um, but it, it's nice to see yeah, them amazing people grow the game develop you know and now it's out on like switch and everywhere else you can get those kind of games and it's, it's gotten good reviews and same thing with um the the folks at lay waste games who are you know i wanted to feature because they're a local uh boston Played dragoon this weekend <laughs> group, group yeah and it's so fun because we were there for their first packs and their first kickstarter they had like a tiny table set up and was demoing this this you know this uh the few copies of the the game that they had then um you guys um who didn't come to pax last year during the pandemic uh right before 2020 they had a space that rivaled like major game companies they had Mm -hmm. like 10 tables oh yeah uh, they were running wild. like three or four games yeah uh, there was human errors or human error yeah and yeah. you know i i didn't even like bother them <laughs> because yeah. they they all look so busy whenever they're <laughs> they're there but um uh it's just, it, it feels so good uh and then I mean, it's in general whenever you go to pax and even if you don't interact with those people it feels good to see them go from those smaller booths and to before game releases and mm-hmm. getting popular and, and making those those connections with fans and then when the game releases you have this pre-installed base um those those were always fun on the well, podcast games well, board games video games well and, and that's that's something speaking of because they came on our show to talk about dragoon and it was a he, he, i mean i i know i kickstarted that game after that that episode but I got to talk about maybe the the biggest uh, success story about of anybody who was ever came onto our show and and volunteered their time to to talk to us. Kelly Thompson. Oh, a hundred percent. I was about to bring her up. Yeah, uh, she she actually probably has come on more than uh, Jason Anarchy. <laughs> she, well, we've had we've had him on a couple times. I think since you since you left. So he's, I think, I think Jason still edges out Kelly, but not by much, not by much, but yeah, she also helped bring in other folks just like, um, but, but, but Kelly Thompson, we interacted with her at the, she was doing professional comics work 
but she now, just started. She, but she, but now she is one of the biggest Marvel Comics writers. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's wild. It's fantastic to see because she's such a cool person, and she just she gave us so much of her time. And and if you listen to her episodes when she came back, and she is one of those guests that we had her on to talk about her work, but then she came back and brought a challenge with her. Oh, the the next uh, challenge, next, next wave, next, next wave, wave was was great. And you, uh, comic and, I wouldn't have gotten into. And if you her. if you ever had any questions about any comics creators like bona fides for what comics they like and stuff like that, just listen to that episode because that was such a fun fun thing to go through. Yeah, yeah, I I I can't believe that um, Marvel made that good of a bullpen decision to uh to keep her on uh basically full full time uh yeah she's she's marvel exclusive and marvel typically doesn't make that good of choices (laughs) i mean not (laughs) not that dc doesn't hire complete idiots and, and airheads every once in a while but usually they're better at i think seeing some diamonds in the rough but she she you know worked for both uh marvel dc uh boom comics she did uh, some boom stuff dark, uh dark horse was the her original um heart uh, in box uh heart yeah, heart box. yeah her her author owned material which is which is great mm-hmm. uh, if you haven't read it um i think they're about to put out a 10th anniversary edition Oh, nice. or something and and i have to thank her for introducing me to monica rambeau which i now know through the mcu <laughs> and uh <laughs> uh yeah but she she was pretty pretty instrumental in in getting on uh and expanding a lot of comic book horizons there was like i i wouldn't i don't think i ever would have read uh, jim and the holograms comic uh if i didn't had already read her it's so good it's one of the best like property comics uh, i think boom has ever published for for all these amazing guests we've also had some awkward ones uh mike i think you were on at this point do you remember the interview we gave of the people who claimed the movie would read your mind oh i made a note of this no yeah so i don't i don't want to call them out too much uh i don't i don't have the i don't have their names i don't have the movie in question uh i do i did I did click on the Indiegogo link that we had linked in our episode uh, notes and uh, (laughs) (sighs) 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 Uh, it it, it, it didn't go. No, it did not. It didn't go go. But but no, no. But this is this is one of those things where you can't you can't fault anybody for trying. You know, they believed in what they had. Sure, I'm not making fun of them for attempting what they were attempting. When it comes to when it comes to the most complicated challenges for me are always either when I don't identify or find something to identify with the content or unfortunately when I don't identify with the person that we're interviewing. And that was one of those interviews that was just a little more complicated. You guys are going to need to send me some, some receipts and some tea offline off air, just cause I need, I, I don't, I don't know this one. I don't recall it. So it was after me. That might've been after we, we did what a, it? we did I a run sworn you were on it. We did a run in like 2015, 2016, where almost every episode we had was interviews back to back to back to back to mm-hmm. back. Yeah. I remember you guys picking up a lot of the interview stuff after I had left. Um, um you were on for, uh, Jason and, um, 
uh, actually Victoria Robinson from uh, the Red Shirt Diaries, right? I, I have no idea. I, I think don't that remember. was. I think that was after. I think that was after. That was 2014. As I'm seeing the first one. Okay. Yeah. I and I, late 2014 is when I uh, stopped appearing on the show. Oh, that's probably it. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, the ring was three episodes before that. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just seeing that now. Um, you oh missed a gosh. lot, Mike. You missed a lot. I, yeah, I blame me but because three you, episodes I, I before that, that was Destiny. I yeah, I say that. I say that that you missed a lot, but you also still heard Hear us heard us <laughs> talk about stuff for years and years and years. Like for sure, I don't think there was ever any any. I'm sure somebody out there thought that, oh no, did Mike have a falling out with with the rest of the guys? Like, no, we not, we we no. did we did have a couple people like ask what had happened to Mike and you know if everything was okay, and that's why we always you know whenever we brought Mike up, we always you know talked about the fact that we talked to Mike almost every single day. And, <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I, I think it was for me, it was really like I was here one day and I was gone the next and Drew mentioned it. I, I think I, I just mentioned it on uh, Facebook originally that I was stepping away from the show, but like, like ultimately like my reason for leaving was like primarily selfish. Like I, I you know, I there agree. Was, there, <laughs> there was, <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot going on at that time at the end of 2014 beginning of 2015 my life was like going through a lot of pretty significant changes right. and i also um i i got to uh, what i will say the selfish part of it is when we started to do this podcast i wanted to do it because it was something that was fun it was something that was a good time for me and drew and then eventually me and miles and drew and patrick but for me when the show started to become something that was trying to i i, I don't know that there's a way to put this delicately it, i'm sure it there became, is it became work, work. when it, it became, became work, more sure. more when i was putting more into it than i was getting out of it yeah that's when i was just like I would, I would rather be doing something with my time that was more for me. Right. And yeah. it's not that I didn't enjoy what we did, but yeah, I, there was, there were times where I was just like, man, I really don't want to, you know, watch this movie or read this book <laughs> or do and, this thing. And yeah. And, 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 tr and trust us when we say that, I mean, remember, we took a year off of the show. <laughs> I was about yeah. to say, I have no idea what that feels like. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and of course, when when Cosmic Crit was taking off, Patrick stepped away because that was taking all of his attention. And right after or, that, Miles and I decided we were just we were going to take a break. <laughs> the break was only going to be for like a month as we figured yeah, out it was what supposed to, do. to be a month long break that turned into a year break, <laughs> turned into a year break as things happen. We were busy and 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 because this creative endeavors like any anything take work and they take effort and you have to see something come from it and and that's something that it's a hard lesson to learn sometimes you know uh mostly because i think you're an extremely charming dude and i like having you around and that's why i begged you to stream video games with me for months and months and months <laughs> Well, it was also, you know, we started this at a time when I was still working part time, right? When we met, I was part time. So oh, yeah, I had right. all of this extra time to do stuff. 
And then when I eventually got full-time, it was like, oh, now I'm, you know, I've just, you know, effectively doubled my hours of work a week and retail hours working until, you know, eight to 10 to 11 to sometimes overnight, you know? Yeah. So yeah. yeah I, all I remember that you stuff doing kinda, a lot of late nights and I was like, that does not sound fun. Yeah. Well, I was, I was a part of a team that was, you know, the one like merchandising and setting things up and making things look pretty so that when the store opened the next day, like it was like, Oh, look at all the shiny new stuff. So, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed that stuff, but, and that was easier for us to plan when I was also still doing that job. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely times where I like, I, I look back and I reminisce and I'm like, man, yeah, th- that was fun when I was able to do those things and had right. the drive to want to do those things. And then, you know, in, in the, to answer your question about most challenging stuff, then there were episodes like black Butler and like <laughs> having to sit down and watch multiple episodes of, and it's very much like Johnny, the homicidal maniac for you, Drew, where I am not, I am not a 13 year old hot topic shopping, like tweet anime, like, but also like morose, like sullen anime fan that sitting down and watching that for me was actual. <laughs> um, and, you know, like it was just, it was, it was, and I, again, like I respect someone's, Whatever you like, like I heard a phrase recently that I don't like at all, but I'm going to repeat it here. Uh, I don't want to yuck your yum. Uh, and like, if that's, your, if that's your thing, like go for it. But it was not for me. And so like sitting down and like, and having to do that and like, cause I'm not, I'm not a person that's going to like have to do something. If, right. if we were going to read a book or if we were going to like play a game or watch a show or watch a movie or whatever, I was going to do the whole thing. And yeah, no, I definitely cut corners whenever I could. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And so that was, you know, one of those, one of those moments where I was just like, man, oh man, oh man, I, I don't want to do another challenge like this. Well, so and that was, well, was just, and that's, that's one of the things that, that I think with, with the concept of the show that we had from the very beginning, and I'm just going to, I'm going to spill the tea a little bit for this. It's just like, mm-hmm we spent a lot of time putting stuff together for folks to tune into the episode where we talked about their thing. Yeah. And then not paying attention to anything else with it. We did. And that's what that is. That is the why, honestly, it's why miles and I stopped doing the show because we needed to rethink what was going on because it needed to be worth it. It needed to be something that was, was, interesting and engaging for for us because it was getting difficult to find challenges that didn't sound like more, more work, <laughs> like yeah <laughs> more work than it was worth well, it, yeah. it's, it's so I, funny I remember this up organizing the email list and like eventually we got to the point where it was like multiple uh like ebooks or online comics or yeah, I'm just like, extremely read, read, my, read my second cousin super niche, yeah, independent things online. I was like, oh, I don't want to do any of these. I just want to watch the new Star Trek but, movie and talk about yeah, it. But but that's but that's that's where things like 
the Twin Peaks Expanded Challenge and Nick Vimber, where we talked about a bunch of of Nickelodeon shows came from. And and that's where the the new the new concept for where how we're doing the show now has come from. And so far, it's been a lot more fun. Yeah, I will say I I mean, we're not scrambling every week to figure out what we're doing. Right. (laughs) That's another thing. I personally like the idea of the challenges coming Mm -hmm. in and making it something that we haven't watched before right now. Well, during the pandemic, my wife and I started going through the AFI top 100 movie list. And it's like almost all, you know, real great classic movies we've not seen before as a challenge to ourselves <laughs> to, but, to but make you it got through. to decide to do that right it was something yeah, that right. you well, have buy-in that's why i think some of our favorite episodes when we challenged each other we brought in something that we loved yeah. miles bringing in like some power rangers action um i love monster squad dark city monster squad dark, oh, i say birthday me, challenges were so me, much me fun. bringing in so many things for mike just to go no ugh. No, Drew. This isn't about you right oh, now, Drew. Oh. Drew there you want to talk about most challenging? Anytime Drew made me watch something that was a musical, whether it was Dr. Horrible's Strange Blog or like the musical Buffy episode, like I know that like or I'm- Repo the Genetic that Opera. That was one episode. And I did not challenge you to Repo Genetic Opera. Surgery. Surgery. So, 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 I, so, so musicals are like, me and musicals just do not vibe. We don't at all. And like, I never will. However, <laughs> when I think about things that have stuck with me over time, Repo has, because I will often just go surgery. Uh, <laughs> Wolfman's Got Nards is something I say on a pretty regular basis right. too. Probably, uh, probably should. I'm going to come back next week for my birthday challenge this year. This year. Uh, <laughs> next uh, week. Yeah, but, I, no, I do. I do remember Mike giving uh, Drew grief for a birthday challenge because Drew challenged us, unbeknownst to us, uh, being a larger challenge than it was the the entire G- original Gundam movie trilogy, which happens to be the entire fifty two episodes, just trimmed down a little bit. It's, it's three still, movies. It's, it's, it's fine. Yeah, it's three. It's three movies that are all two and a half hours long. Wow, two and a half hours long. What's two it and a half like, hours? It was eight hours of Gundam to watch in like three days. <laughs> but it's okay, right? But that was okay with me because I like, and I will say that I probably of all the things that we've done or talked about or experienced on this show, and I attribute this more to my friendship with Drew rather than my relationship relationship with the show is like Gundam has been one of those things that has stuck with me. I've oh, built so many model kits. I've, and I keep trying to watch the shows, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, but man, I, like, I really like that one because I remember there was, a, <laughs> there was a specific scene where, where Amaro finally finds his dad and his dad is like building this little like handheld device. And his dad is just gone like yep. he, and like that scene in in its like that itself was so well done and so like but it, it like seriously affected me and i was like man this was this moment was worth this challenge alone right and right and there was i didn't always get to feel that way about the stuff that we did um, there were so many things that we did or watched or whatever, where I never had that one moment where I was like, this was the thing that hooked me. This was the thing that got me into this, uh, when some of it maybe fell shorter, you know, like I, I didn't get bought in with maximum ride because stinky, the fart angel or whatever was <laughs> maximum ride. So yeah. going back, there going was back one through, uh, Stinky wasn't there, and he farted. That and was his farted. thing. 
I don't know who it was, but going back through some episodes and trying to glean information from the um, the liner notes, uh, Drew, I hate you. <laughs> the episode sixty is called. I mean, maybe it was Mike. I don't know. It was episode Mike. 16. Mike did all those Absolutely. show notes. Mike, you're the worst. Uh, some kind of something is the name of the episode, and it says something like that. Drew and Patrick are both out, so we had to bring in a substitute. Who? What? What is this? About? <laughs> There's like nothing in here. Um, anyway, wait, I, wait, when was that? What was that episode? Uh, 60. Gosh. I got to go back and I listen. Only, I, I didn't miss that many episodes. Usually if I was out, we didn't do one. I so didn't. I'm surprised. Yeah, so I, it I must have been Miles and. Uh, I think my first episode was 72. I, I typically didn't like to phone oh. in my job of oh, putting up is, the show notes. You know, it says episode 60, but it's between episode 124 and 125. I don't know. That definitely wasn't episode 60 what? then. <laughs> Maybe it's something wrong with the the feed. Uh, the feed. Because, yeah, it says Patrick's out sick, but I wasn't on until episode seven. Um. Oh, no. Is that the last episode that we're finally revealing? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know how, but, but, but I don't know if Mike and I did a show together, just the oh, two of us. Go, gotta go back and listen to this. I'm, I'm looking at it in. I'm looking there at it in was, Spotify. There was know. an episode that I put up with uh, with my ex. It was me and, and Sarah talking about the labyrinth. And that, that was, that, that episode surprised me because it was in our first year. And that was when I, was out because my son was born. Right. And I did not. And and I was like, well, we're going to be off for a couple of weeks. And y'all put out that episode uh, while, <laughs> while we were, you know, interacting with our son for the first time and yeah. you know, being parents. And it was, it was cool. It was a surprise. I'll always remember that. And it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the uh, drew you are on this episode. It sounds like, like a yeah. live recording or I, something. I, I typically tried not to phone. I often did them very last minute, but I typically didn't try to phone in my my show notes and you know getting it published <laughs> to the web page. <laughs> it's where I'm playing this this episode sixty some kind of something. I'm on it. Drew is on it. Yeah. So the liner notes. I, I, I don't know what this is. Are mismatched. Um, well, I'm well thinking, it, it, it's, going back it's from three I, years I, ago, five years ago, seven years ago. It's, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's from seven years ago. ago. Uh, I enjoyed. Um, my birthday challenges. The double movie features were dumb and fun. Oh yeah, and we're doing. Um, I, I mean, we could have had an entire podcast of just watching bad movies because, like I said, the, whenever Jason Anarchy was on, I was like, "Finally, Best. this episode is up." <laughs> Who peed in the pool? Because we would watch the trailers for the next one. <laughs> at like the end and i'm like <laughs> we need to have you back soon <laughs> so, so let so me bad. let me let me refer let me let me jump to the last question and ask you guys to prepare oh uh, yeah of all of the things that that we got to experience or chose to experience or were forced to experience uh, over 10 years of the show is there one thing that you wished you had gotten the chance to 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 do as a challenge or to to participate in um, you know, I can't think of like challenges we never got to because I mean, over 10 years, we, we really did go through like almost everything our fans 
sent us that was like salient and could be put into podcast form. Um, but there's like a ton of nerd cultures out there that we've never even like dipped a toe into. And I still to this day know absolutely nothing about. Um, but like some of us do, like Drew, you play like Dota and stuff <laughs> played. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you are a player of the game. You've, you've played it. Um, but it's one of those things whenever I'm at PAX or a convention like that. And the, the running joke with me and my wife is when we don't recognize someone's cosplay, we're like, uh, it's just a league of legends character yeah. probably because there's like 300. <laughs> it's like, I, it's just one of those things that we couldn't do in a format like this yeah. really, Unless we wanted to take a month or so and be like, well, why do people like this game? What's well, the history of this game? And, blah, 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 blah. It's so a, big. On a similar thing, the one thing that that I I I actually tried to start this process, and it was in the early days when across the street from where I lived in a shopping center, a games workshop opened. And it's and it's still Ooh. open even 10 years later. Uh that we we never did anything warhammer related or warhammer 40k or any of that that whole well, so, of stuff it's so funny because uh, you know i played for many years in in high school and i mean eventually we started going back to you know stuff that we had enjoyed in the past or we're currently enjoying uh, uh listeners go back and listen to our disastrous borderlands 2 live play <laughs> oh it's just like impossible <laughs> but like doing stuff like that i think would uh we were pioneers would have worked better hey, yeah, twitch, no one had twitch, twitch wasn't a thing when we did that episode yeah it was still just in tv i think right yeah so. was it really are we just uh just way ahead of our time um that was fun but yeah stuff like that i wish we had shared more of our nerd passions because obviously we all have stuff in reserve stuff in the I, tank. I, I was never i was i don't think i was ever uh quiet about my nerd passions <laughs> well yeah that's the thing we, we um i i think the whole point of the show is to to try and understand why people enjoy you know x y or z um and we probably could have done the entire podcast of just the four of us sharing it's like all right i've i didn't i haven't seen this movie for like 20 years well and but they say moto surf that is that is kind of an interesting thing to bring up because it is when you have a personal connection to someone that is into this thing, it paints a slightly different picture than someone that's sure. sending in an email to, to yeah. tell us, Hey, yeah. watch this thing. It's and, why, that's why the fourth rule was always tell us why you love it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that is something that we got lucky. I think in a lot of the stuff that we did, honestly, enjoyed a lot of the things that we did that i had never experienced before i i enjoyed almost everything well that's i mean that's your that's your whole (laughs) that's your whole shtick miles (laughs) so you love everything except for uh uh uh, doom 2016 doom scarlett johansson yeah miles loves everything except for scarlett johansson doom 2016 Zack snyder and uh my hero movies uh my, my hero academia man I, i'm kind of with you on that one miles 
<laughs> I and everyone was like, "Oh, this show." It, in Italy, if someone tells me something, this is 100% for you. Nine times out of 10, I don't like the thing. You know what I will say that that ha- that I've recently picked back up is we initially, I don't remember how the challenge came our way. Um, it might have been a fan. I can't remember, but Attack on Titan. Um, it, it was a, f- a fan, and I was about to bring that up because it's one of the few super popular, you know, like male teen animes that I cannot get into. I can't it's either. Like, I can't one either. One of the few things I, I watched I was, that first season, I'm just like, Ugh. so I I watched the first I'm season with you, with you guys, right? And then I recently, like, I'm talking about two in the past two weeks, uh-huh. lasted through season two. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the show is cool. <laughs> the show <laughs> yeah. is cool. I mean, I'm, once again, I <laughs> I, I, I love giant kaiju. I love the fantasy setting. Uh, I just, uh, for some reason, just like the way that story was told yeah. and, and elements of it, it didn't grab me. And yeah, I can see myself slogging through five more seasons. Don't, don't, you know, that's the whole thing. It. That's the whole, yeah. that's my whole thing. It's like, don't do that. Don't force yourself <laughs> to love something. Well, it's the same thing. Um, my wife and I have watched season one of the revival of Doctor Who like multiple times whenever we're like, oh, let's try to get back into Doctor Who. And I enjoy that first season. But in general, that show feels like a slog, you yes. know? Um, yeah, I got, I got like sucked into it. And then yeah. like one day I woke up and it was just the magic was gone for me. I I, I, I still love Doctor Who. <laughs> I watched I watched that show religiously from throughout the Eccleston and Tennant season. And I watched every episode of the Matt Smith season because I loved that portrayal of the doctor. And then his tenure ended and I haven't seen a single second past. <laughs> and I will still tell people to this day, if you want to watch an episode of of Doctor Who, watch Blink and then dip yeah, out. It's great. <laughs> oh, I, I wouldn't say that. I, I, I do agree that Blink's an excellent episode, but um, but yeah, um, it's 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 good to dive into those things just to know, you know, you're not gonna that enjoy them. Miles Miles isn't gonna enjoy watching three more seasons of My Hero Academia. Um, it's it's I, a show that I, I do. Will. I want to give another shot. Like maybe I just wasn't in the mood for it. I will say style-wise, I don't think it changes too, too much. So, 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 so somebody talked to me about this uh, privately just this past week about they they were reading the My Hero Academia manga and not the watching the anime. And I I realized, Mm -hmm. oh, the reason I didn't get into this show is because it wasn't on a four hour marathon on Nickelodeon in the middle of the day. Yeah, because I think about a show like Naruto. I did not like Naruto until I watched 400 episodes of Naruto because there was nothing else on TV. And I got to the point where I kind of like Naruto. It's it's an interesting, engaging, fun show. Yeah, I feel the same way. I definitely watched a lot of repeat Dragon Ball Z. And at the time, I, I probably enjoyed it as much as I did because it was just something that was on. It was on. Toonami. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't think I'm I'm watching GT ever, you know? So, yeah, like, so, getting back into it just seems like I mean, that, hard. That was why I got into Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. It was on when I <laughs> yeah. got home from college, and I just, I, so I need to, is, to veg out so, watch something. So, so this is one of those natural conversations that often came up in our show that 
I want to talk about because I have another thing that 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 ties into this. And I think this was one of the best things about our show is when we just got to nerd out about random stuff. Nerd out. Nerd out. Um, On the Star Trek Reddit this past week, there was a thread about how did you get into Star Trek? And my answer, as was a number of people's answer, was flipping channels and finding it just on a two hour block in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those and I, shows especially uh, were really, really popular in um, uh, cable reruns. Yeah, you know, but, but there, there's some shows that like only find their audience there. But but it's um, something that that I I think about because I look at my kids uh, and I think, and I found a poster for the Star Trek Generations movie when I was at my parents' house earlier today. Uh, mm-hmm. that when I look at that, I was just a couple of months older than my son and I was already a diehard Star Trek fan at that point. And my kids, because I've tried to watch stuff are with them around just to see, and they didn't grab onto it. And I know it's a failure of me as a nerdy parent. Um, but it's one of those things where I, they will, I just, it, it clicked to me in, in reading that thing on the, the, the Star Trek Reddit they will never have that experience because they're growing up in a streaming. You want to watch when you want to watch it. They will always have exactly what they want at their fingertips. They will never have the, 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 I'm so bored. Let me put anything on right now. Exactly. And that is such a weird thing that I had never thought about before that moment. Yeah, that's it is interesting because like, I think like you guys said, especially with like Dragon Ball Z, like I would never have cared about Sailor Moon ever but it came on before dragon ball z so i watched <laughs> yeah. it you know so for, um, for me it's because it became on in the half hour that i had to get up and get ready for school in the morning so yeah. I, I was fighting evil by moonlight and winning love by daylight <laughs> before i went to middle school or whatever it was i, be- the time I became a huge trek fan of the next generation i don't, I don't know if i ever watched a live episode but they tbs had like a two or three hour chunk um, from like 10 p.m. to midnight, somewhere around uh, there. The local Fox affiliate did the exact same thing. Cause I, I mean, we were in this, watching them. Yeah, we were we were in the same place, I think, down there in the south. And yeah, I, I would stay up uh, watching them and uh, diving into them. And, you know, it's, it's just something about um uh, having a chunk of them. It was the same way I really got into the Simpsons because after school, um, local Fox affiliate had two, yeah. <laughs> two episodes back to back and you can get through an entire season. in like, you know, a month and a half over the year, just burn through the entirety of the Simpsons, and with which the Simpsons, I've watched multiple times. And with the Simpsons, it got to the point where one channel would have two episodes and then another channel an hour later would have two more episodes. So you can get a <laughs> yeah. two hour Simpsons block. You know, kids these days will never understand the pain we went through to find out what channel things were on as the TV <laughs> scrolled. Oh my God. Yeah. That channel sucked. I loved that channel. It was like, it was like and when you, you turn, turn it on, away, it's like, I just missed it. <laughs> you turn away for a second after you've been like on there for like 30 yeah. minutes or you're like looking at a book instead. You're like, Wait, did I, I just wait? I just missed it. In 30 years from now, I can't wait to hear what 
like Drew's kids will be saying like kids these days will never get to experience just turning on whatever you want on Netflix and or whatever, you know? Like, can you believe you had at a, that point, like the computer will be in your brain. Can you believe you had to scroll through every single TV show on Netflix to yeah. know what they had? It, and it, it'll be like in Back to the, the Future 2 when the kids are like, you have to play this game with your hands. <laughs> Those <laughs> no kids, thanks, you mean with, uh, uh, what's his, with Frodo? Frodo in that scene? Frodo, was that Elijah Wood? It was Elijah Wood, yes. Oh, um, I, I, so, like I, when I think about you know like the the stuff I wish we would have done, I think there are a lot of aspects of stuff that we didn't get to do, especially because it's a podcast format. Like it would have been really cool to experience more like tabletop or like mm-hmm. trading card stuff, like anything that would have been a lot easier to do like in person with a group yeah. or if all four of us live in the same area <laughs> what's well, funny yeah. i mean what's, you, think, now, you, say, you talk about you talk about tabletop the the like the big the big white white whale of the morian earth for the long time was dungeons and dragons dungeons and dragons dungeons and dragons and then all of a sudden <laughs> uh find out that not only has patrick played dungeons and dragons and it's offshoot uh i i'm si- well pathfinder offshoot yeah, it's, it's based on 3.5 uh, uh, I, I just I don't want to, you know, diss Paizo and Pathfinder because it's great. But <laughs> but th- th- to the point where we started playing Starfinder and we have a whole other show that is way more popular than this show about <laughs> playing Starfinder, this TTRPG yeah. that we've done for three and a half years now. <laughs> almost yeah. almost uh, about half as many episodes as the more you know. <laughs> I uh Almost. yeah but I, I think that there could have been a lot of really cool stuff that we didn't get to explore either like like what if somebody had challenged us because like our, our whole definition of nerdy was what is something that you're passionate for right like right like I think it would have been really cool if somebody had challenged us to like maybe I don't like I don't know I'm just throwing stuff out like go camping right or or try painting or we had like, a couple of cooking challenges and we had a oh, couple we of, also had we had some volunteering there- challenges we yes, also yeah. had one that wasn't like uh, to read like some sort of swingers book. Oh my god! Oh, it was it oh was my a god, I forgot. Man, I forgot about that. this challenge. It was because I think they were specifically interested in you, Drew. <laughs> it was it was it was a book about about polyamory. It was it, well, no, it, I, no, it, I, I, I don't think, I don't think it was. I, it, I don't. It, it was, went deeper than polyamory. There was yeah. some body modification stuff Ooh. and there was some stuff in there and i believe even in the the challenge the person that challenges to it says i don't believe you guys will actually ever do this but yeah. <laughs> um i so i i i think this podcast in all of its iterations has been a an amazing idea i think Open out the execution. Well, just the way (laughs) that I came out of college and I feel like it put a pause on a lot of my nerddom for a while because like I didn't play D and D in that time. And like a lot of stuff kind of like passed me by. I was, you know, looking for worlds. I was looking for, you know, hobbies and things to like take up my adult free time. And obviously I've found a few of them in the forms of certain online video games. I don't mean to be named and uh, you have tabletop games with friends online and, and uh, here in person. Um, But yeah, the, the thing that interests me now is just like 
what you guys are doing currently, which is further deep dives into specific stuff. Yeah. Um, really hammering out, you know, um, and that's what I also like listening to. Like I've been, I've not been able to watch like hardly any of them, but I've, I've been, um, destroying a uh, Takasatsu YouTube channel online that has like breakdowns of like every single season of common writer, you know, videos just yeah. like going into. I think I, I think I think I think I know who you're talking about. They're really good. Markusatsu. Yeah. I think maybe um, those are just it's a great that's, name. It's a great channel. Name. That's like my jam is seeing people express their own nerddom yeah. and getting it to a point where it's, it's shareable with people. There's like nothing else like that on the internet, you know, for, for common writer, it, at least in English, you know? So yeah. Um, it was like, like Mac Ross this year, it, there are legal things that are, are, are moving forward that are supposed mm. to put common writer in the West very, very soon. Yeah. It's about to like, like shout shout was starting to air the first season and then Toei themselves have started their own uh, subtitled uh, Tokusatsu channel where yes. you can watch stuff that I mean I had never heard of. Yeah, it's it's great. It's it's a whole revolution, and it's like stuff like Big Bad Billboards, like like, like, like Jan Person, which is great. It's <laughs> RoboCop. It's RoboCop. That's all the, the Metal Hero stuff. It just like never came over here, and it's interesting to find people that's like, oh, that was my favorite. You know, maybe yeah. they were on the West Coast and it was like in one of their affiliates. They got a dub. Um, well, VR Troopers use some Metal Hero stuff. Yeah, I think. And big bad real boys and um yeah. wait yeah so it's just big it's, bad, it's you interesting. mean the three typical average kids inside a haunted mansion who just by chance freddy goes to another beetleborgs big bad beetleborgs <laughs> uh yeah so uh, th- that's what i'm into now i think that's a great evolution of what this podcast could do is just bearing down and being like all right the next couple of years uh doing so and so well I, I think that also Starfinder shows podcast. the kind of nerd you you start out as you know a, a decade ago and the, yeah. the kind of nerd you become is like at mm-hmm. first you kind of want to do everything you want people to suggest stuff to you that that they love and then over time you know you want to dive deep into things and go into yeah. the history and kind of curate yourself. And that that's what uh, Drew and I did. And I think the, I know Drew had always been a proponent of deep dives, but I think the, the bug for me really was bit when we were asked to do a lecture at Wofford college hmm. and yeah. our alma mater. Um, yeah. And Drew did uh, an episode on Gundam and talked a little bit about the the history of, of robot anime. And I did an episode of Gotcha Man and talked about the kind of, um, it, the, the tied in with the accidental teen hero, but also the teen team of which that was one of the first ones. And I know that we both had a really, really good time doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it kind of, the idea of researching this stuff a little bit more so than a magazine article might, and really giving a full kind of review of it that that's where I think, I think for me, the, the fever was caught. Awesome. Being a guest lecturer is really weird, especially when you're talking about anime, <laughs> but the kids were super, super enthusiastic. They were, <laughs> they were, it's a true statement. And uh, that is one of the most, like it's a weird experiment experience to, to to be a part of that i don't know uh how to how to describe that um to be paid to talk about anime is a wild thing 
indeed it is. So I, I, I'm looking at the at the clock. I gotta say, Patrick, Mike, thank you guys for joining us for this. Yeah, oh, it's, it's been a pleasure. This show wouldn't have been the same without you guys. And it wouldn't have started without me. Wouldn't have started without you. That's true. <laughs> and Mike, you're the one who named this show. So. so, and I don't think we've, I don't know if you guys have ever publicly talked about this, but the show actually started from kind of like an idea that you and your wife had. Yeah. Um, it was, it was mm-hmm. going to be couple of nerds. Yeah. And it was, the theme was. Terrible babe. Yes, it was. It's a bad bad name. name. The the theme was like something old, something new, something borrowed, and something from you, right? Yeah. And it it went on. Oh my god, I can't believe you! Oh, it it went off. Great idea. That actually is kind of (laughs) cool. And so, at one point, Rebecca had to kind of step away, and uh, (laughs) and it was me and Drew, and I was like, okay, I like the idea of getting something from somebody else. So, how do we play on that? And so it evolved into the more you nerd. So technically this podcast wouldn't have even started if it wasn't for Rebecca. Uh, and uh, so, I, cause I don't want to give you credit. I, I wouldn't yeah, have been no, that involved. No. Over let, let me, let me also tell you, uh, this podcast would not have started because of Rebecca. If, because she handled 75% of the, the posting stuff to the internet side of things. <laughs> I mean, she's, she's still, still a, today. She's, she's she's still a powerhouse for for y'all. One hundred percent. Yeah. Between that and her doing all of the art for Cosmic Crit, it is uh, like she is an unsung podcast hero. And <laughs> I, 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 I will I will say, Mike, uh, the the comment I get the most when when people at what because you know Krista always you know say oh Miles is a podcast um and they'll ask the name and every single time I say it everyone's like holy that's an amazing name <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> and then the name is a lot of people <laughs> yeah, there was an episode of Portlandia where they had a bit they had a, a, a bit the the more you the more you nerd yeah we should sue them we should for a billion dollars I, I, we, we tried we should sue oh, them for gotcha. $45. But then I got uh, Cedar Kinney tickets, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Um, this, this I will say, I, I have missed having the two of you on immensely. It's been such oh. a such a freaking blast to just... even we Because we haven't done a Top Nerdy episode in forever anyway, so just being able to freestyle chat with the two of you in this format again has been such such a... A, a treat it's been it's been fun you know and it's crazy yeah, it's to look been. back and like and look at our friendships and where they've where they started and where they've come to it's crazy to think that i am now the age drew was when we started this podcast uh, <laughs> but uh oh. but yeah no it's been good and you know i i know that off air uh we are a bunch of chuckleheads that still get along. And I know that um, I'm not always the, I, it's not nicest, but I'm, I'm always the most willing to make a joke at other people's expense. Uh, and I'm glad that I have you guys as friends that I can do that with. And I wouldn't change it for the world. Same. I, I wouldn't either. Big same. Uh, so, so with that, I have to transition, unfortunately, to ask Miles. Miles, what are we doing next week? 
So next week is my birthday challenge. And if either of you would like to return for it, that would be very, Depends very on what fun. The, yeah, on yeah what you, you spill the beans first. I'm not, I'm not agreeing <laughs> to anything until I find out what it is. All right. So for next week, I have decided that we are going to watch the horror comedy PG Psycho Gourmet. Oh, that's a new movie. Yes, it is a, a recent film. Uh, you can get it, uh, per, rent it, or buy it from anywhere uh, you can stream, as well as if you have the Shutter streaming service, it is available on there. Um, it's like $5, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, Psycho Gorman is essentially, if you made a film, uh, like your Cruella or like your Joker, about a Power Ranger villain, and gave it to someone like Troma, <laughs> this is more what you would get. It is a irreverent, silly, very kind of, I feel like if this had come out in like 1988, I wouldn't be at all surprised. <laughs> um, you could easily maybe dub this or, or, or team this up with maybe a, a Monster Squad, even though it's a lot more R-rated than Monster Squad is. It's a super funny, super heartfelt, super gory, um, but gory in the entertaining way and not gory so much in the I'm squeamish way. It's it's very much in the the B movie, uh, you know, someone lops off an arm and it's just, you know, an actual geyser popping out. Um, it's 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 comedic in, in, its, in its goriness and it is absolutely hilarious. Awesome. I, I am very much uh, looking forward to seeing what Drew thinks about it. I think he's at, he's going to go like it. I think it's a it's a very very funny movie, and if either of you are interested, we would love to have you on. I'm interested in watching it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I'll email you my reaction. <laughs> and he was never heard from again. <laughs> I'll email you my reaction along with my list of uh, must my reads for polyamory. Mike, we'll uh, we'll see you in the twenty year. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm I'm looking forward to redoing this again ten years from now, guys. <laughs> and Patrick records a different show when we record this show. So uh, I was about to say, uh, oh no, when are we going to do that? <laughs> uh, so I mean, we could try for Sunday next week too. So well, we'll with we'll... that said, we uh, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can find us at themoreyounerd at gmail If you would like to to email us your reactions to any of our past episodes and i will also say a lot of our past episodes are go to not necessarily in all of the podcatchers because uh, we have done so many and podcast rss feeds get very long and they get very complicated uh but if you would like to find all of our episodes you can find them at the more you nerd.com the more you nerd.com uh you can tweet to us at the more you nerd and go to facebook.com slash the more you nerd and you can find our cool swag at themoreyounerd.threadless.com including our custom Gundam shirt. You can find our awesome Godzilla versus our star mascot shirt, which again, our star mascot needs a name. Email us themoreyounerd at gmail.com. Tweet to us at themoreyounerd. What should our star mascot be named? It's been 10 years. <laughs> the bro doesn't have a name. Uh, so let's change that this year. Uh, and with that said, gang, we're going to end the show with you all is do with a rousing nerd, nerd out. out. Oh, nerd out. Nerd out.
nerd out. Oh, we can do better than that. We won't, though. We won't. 